All right, say good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors, to thank all of our Tamil Torah sponsors, to thank Stephen Tarizin for dedicating all the Shurman Joshos this month in honor of the birth of their first grandchild, Adin Tzvi Hachbaum, to thank Benja- uh, Benjamin and Elise Wall from Eretz Yisrael for thanking all of those who help to, to spread the Torah from all the Shi'urim, Baruch Hashem, to here in Baltimore and to Eretz Yisrael and beyond, specifically to Maishi Abramson, to Jeremy Lassen, but to all of those who help Baruch Hashem to make this year possible. To thank Shimin Batsheva Messing for dedicating all the Shimon Trustos this month in honor of the Bas Mitzvah of their daughter Lila. To thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shimon Joshos this month in memory of Paul's parents, Shmuel ben Zechariah, his mother Leah Bas Avram, and great-grandmother Cyril Bas Rabdov. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors, Meshin Chavi Abramson, for dedicating the entire parak of Arve Psachim and his chus of for Daniel Mayer ben Chana. And to thank Bobby and Lisi Lillianfeld from Boston for dedicating the daft today in celebration of their new son, newborn son, Matanya Zev, who Baruch Hashem was to enter, enter into the bris of Armavinu on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We hope that in the merit of our Tamator he will be Zocha to go into Torah, to Chopa, and to Maisim Tovim. And above with that, let us begin. A very exciting daft ahead of us. Today. Really, a very special thank you to all of our all of our sponsors. So we'll say, so to uh, begin, today's daf is Kuf Tesvav 115, and we are picking up Emir Hashem on Kuf Yodalad Amid Beis 114b. So we left off re- really right after the period. Maishne Tavshilim. So we'll say, we spoke a little bit of yesterday about, excuse me, about going ahead and using lettuce for both Karpas and Mara. We're going to come back to that sugya. In just a little bit, because we're not uh, we're not quite finished. We have to look at the halacha lamaisa there as well. So we'll say. So we are picking up right across from Tosas Achlan. So So the Mishnah says you have to bring out two cooked foods, two tavshilin. So what does that mean? What do you mean two cooked foods? Silka So Rav says it refers silka literally means is our beets and aruza is rice. Two cooked foods. Rava hava mahadra silka varuza. So Rava used to dafk get beets and rice. Why? Horil benafik mupume dirafuna. So Rava said, it's so, it's so beautiful. That's what it means. Uh, that's what it means to be a dedicated Talmud to a Rebbe. Right? So Rafuna said, rice and beets. So ultimately, again, what did Rava do? He got rice and beets. Why? Because it's what his Rebbe said. It's such a, such a beautiful nature of that relationship. So, so first of all, you can see from Rafuna's position something very interesting. Less, less that obviously Rafuna does not hold of the position of Rabbi Yochanan Benuri. Because what does Rabbi Yochanan Benuri say? Rabbi Yochanan Benuri Omer, Orez min daganhu bechayavad achimutso kareis. Because Rabbi Yochanan Benuri holds that rice is a type of grain and one would be chayiv kareis if it becomes chametz. So I will say the fact that Rav Huna for the two cooked dishes is one of the two cooked dishes is taking rice indicates that he does not subscribe to the position of Rabbi, Yoch- of Rabbi Yochanan Benuri that Allah Chalamaisa rice could become chametz. Vadam Yotze Ba Yidei Chavasa Pesach. And I will say literally according to Rabbi Yochanan Benuri rice is a grain. That's essentially what he's saying. Rice is a grain and therefore Allah Chalamaisa if it becomes chametz Yechayiv and you could also make matzah out of rice. Chizkia, Amar Chizkia says, Afilu dag, dag alav. So Chizkia says, no, you bring two tafshilin, but for two tafshilin, it counts if you bring a fish 
with an egg that's over it. So again, often when you are roasting a fish, you would put an egg on top of it, I guess either to like a glaze or something else. So again, the fish and the egg that's smeared on top of it counts as two tafshilin. And what Chizki is introducing is that lav dafka, the two tafshilin, have to be two independent entities. It could even be one entity with another tafshil on top of it. Rav Yosef Amar, Tzarech Basar. Rav Yosef says, no, you need two types of meat. The Shnei Tavshilin are two types of meat. Echad Zecher LePesach, Ve'echad Zecher LeChagiga. One is to remember the carbon Pesach, and one is to remember the carbon Chagiga. Ravina, Ravina says, Afilu Garma Ubishul. Ravina says, even if you take a piece of meat and the broth or the soup and the gravy in which it's cooked, that also counts as two tafshit. So I will say, this gemara is very important because halacha lamaisa, the Mishnah introduces us to the concept you need two tafshit. Now, why do I need two tafshit? What's the symbolism here? So one is zecher lepesach, and one is zecher to the karban chagiga. So the two two cooked items represent two different karbanos. Now, I will say, Tosis brings down an interesting discussion over here. That the quotes over here, the Rabbeinu Hananel, who says that the two foods are prepared in two different ways. The piece of food that is Zechel Pesach is roasted, and the piece of food which is Zechel Chagiga is cooked. It's cooked. So Tosis points out that in fact that is incorrect. Both are supposed to be roasted because even the Chagiga was only prepared roasted as well. That's Tosis Divrei Maskel Shnei Basar. But I just want to draw your attention to another Tosis. Tosis Echad Zechel Pesach Ve'echad Zechel Chagiga. We'll say this incredible Tosis that is Halacha Lamaisa for this year. The Tosis says Kishachal Yudal Dios B'Shabbos. When Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, you may have heard, you may have heard in passing that that's the matzah of this year, that Erev Pesach is falling out on Shabbos. People, some people are talking about it. Interestingly enough, Tosa says, you only have to cook one of the items. Why? So what Tosa says is, when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, you don't need Shtein Tavshilin. You only need one. You only need, you only need a cooked item corresponding to carbon Pesach. Why? Because I must say when Erev Shabbos falls, I'm sorry, when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, they would not bring the carbon Chagiga on Erev Pesach. Right? Remember again, it's only the carbon Pesach that's Docha Shabbos, not the Chagiga. Therefore, says Tosus, when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos at your Seder on Matzi Shabbos, you only need one cooked food, not two. Not two. Tosas then goes on and he says, Umir Omeri, in So Tosas then goes on to say, Kosteri says, no, we don't distinguish because then what's going to happen? People are going to forget in the subsequent year. It's interesting about human nature. Human nature is sometimes, don't change the plan. Just don't change the plan. The plan is the plan. Ah, you're right this year. We don't just... Dis- doesn't matter. Seder plate has two tafshilin. Two tafshilin. I just want to point out it's fascinating that there's an opinion that would hold that in this year your Seder plate would be lacking one thing. Most remember again, contemporarily, what many of us use, what, what's the common minhog for the Seder plate? The two cooked foods is usually a piece of roasted meat. Many use the zroa, the shank bone, or the neck bone for the, representing the carbon pesach and an egg. And an egg representing the carbon chagiga. That egg is a tafshil, the egg is cooked. And remember, again, it's important, the minok is to roast the egg as well. One could fulfill that ultimately just by singeing the egg. 
But again, we roast it as well because of this tosis. Even if you, you could cook the egg if you want to, but you have to roast it as well. And those are the two tafshilin. The roasted meat corresponding to the Pesach, the roasted eggs corresponding to the Chagiga. Why an egg? So again, the minute developed because an egg is also the food of Avelim. That's also the way on the Seder plate that we fulfill the concept of Zecha the Churban. So again, the egg representing the, the, the Chagiga, roasted egg representing the Chagiga, but also representing the Avelos of lacking the base of Mikdash. Tosa saying, when Erev, Shab, when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, you don't need the Tafshul corresponding to the Chagiga, but then Tosa saying, no, we do it anyway, just to keep our practices symmetrical. Beautiful. Vaiter Pshita, Hey Chadika Shayirakos Mavarech Ashayirakos Brepi Adama Vaachol Vahadim Mavarech Alachilas Mar. So we'll say. So remember again, going back a little bit to yesterday's discussion. So we're eating vegetables at two times over the course of the seder, right? I'm eating a vegetable of some sort for karpas. And I'm also eating a vegetable from Mar. We'll get to the sugis of Mar, and we're going to see that again. The halacha says lechatchila, one should use lettuce for Mar. That's the lechatchila. So we're, we're operating now under the assumption that karpas requires yurakos, a vegetable, and Mar is eating a vegetable. In an ideal world, you're using different vegetables. Are using different vegetables? And then what I'm going to do is, for karpas, I'm going to make a brepi adama, and I'm going to have in mind when I eat the karpas that what? That the berchos hanen and the brepi adama that I'm making on karpas also goes on what? On marur. But yet, when I eat marur, marur is going to get its own bracha of alachilas marur, which is a birchas hamitzvah. Birchas hamitzvah. Brepi adama is a birchas hanenin, a bracha that you have to make before you eat. And alachilas marur is a birchas hamitzvah. So that's the Gemara saying over here. Pshita heichadei ikashayirakas abrachashayirakas brepi adama. When you have other vegetables that you're using for karpas, you'll say brepi adama and karpas. And again, you eat the karpas. And again, you have in mind that the brei priyadam and karpas should devolve upon mara as well. But then you eat, and then you eat mara, and you say alachilas mara. Beautiful. However, what about the following case? We'll say, what happens if all a person has is lettuce? What happens if all I have is lettuce? Which now means that I'm going to be eating lettuce twice over the course of the seder. Once during mara. Or one string karpas and one string mara. So we'll say, what's the shayla? The shayla now is, what do I do with gabe brachas? So we'll say, listen, here we have an interesting machlogish vuna of chista. Amravuna, mevarich meikara amarur baripriyadama, vaachil, ulubasov, mevarich ale al achilas mara vaachas. So what's the ravuna says? Okay, it's very simple. You're going to eat lettuce twice, one string karpas, one string mara. The first time you're going to make baripriyadama on the lettuce for karpas. And then later on, by murder, you'll make alachilas murder. That's it. So the Gemara says, Top of Kuftesvav, Maskif Lord of Chista. Rav Chista says, That's ridiculous. So you're going to tell me now, literally, you filled your stomach with karpas, right? You filled your stomach with lettuce by karpas. It's truly made of rapier adama. But now only later on, you're going to make alachilas murder. So Rav Chista says, That doesn't make any sense. I understand now that essentially, we'll say, remember again, what's underlying this very important machlokes, where we are, this very important point is, we, we said yesterday, Shir, where does marr belong? Where does marr belong? After matzah. Right? After matzah. That's where marr belongs. Amatzos umirorim yochluhu. The Pasuk speaks about marr after matzah. So marr really belongs after matzah. The problem is now I'm eating lettuce, which is marr, for karpas. So Rav Huna says, okay, so we're going to make Hadama by Karpas, 
but the birchas hamitzav alachilas murder will go later on by murder. Comes along with Chisna of Chisna says la achar shem yude kreisah hemenu chosim of archale. I don't understand. How can you delay the bracha of alachilas murder if what if what? If you ate murder already, it's very nice that you're calling it karpas. You could call it whatever you want, but what is it? It's murder. It's murder. So now you're going to tell me you ate. You ate all of this murder by karpas. It's true you said adama, but how can you eat the item first and not say the brachas of alachilas murder if you're eating murder as well? Therefore, el amrav chista meikar mavarechale brepi adama the alachilas murder vaachil olubasov achil achilas chasa below bracha. So if Chista says, therefore, if it turns out that you are using the same vegetable, you're using the same lettuce for karpas and for maror, Rav Chista holds the proper protocol is as follows. Make brepriyadama and al-achilas maror. Ultimately, again, by ka- in, in the part of the Savior that we call karpas. So effectively, according to Rav Chista, you're going to fulfill the mitzvah of maror out of order. Out of order, you're going to go ahead and fulfill the mitzvah of marur all the way in the beginning by karpas. And then when you get to marur in the seder again, you'll eat marur again, but without what? Without what? Without a bracha. Because you've already made your adama and your, and your alachilas marur earlier on. To which the Gemara says, B'surya avdi k'rafuna. In Surya, they, they did like rafuna. So we'll say, so fundamental machlokas. So again, just so you see, so rafuna is telling me again, this is a very specific case. That's why ideally, we're using a different kind of vegetable for karpas than I'm using ultimately again for murder. But in the event that I don't have another type of vegetable, all I have is lettuce. So rafuna will say, no problem. Hadama by karpas. Alachilas maror by maror. Rav Chista, you can't do that. You make hadama and alachilas maror by karpas, and you'll just eat more lettuce for maror later on, but without a bracha. So in Surya, they conducted themselves like Rav Huna. Rav Sheishes, braid Rav Yoshua, avik Rav Chista. Rav Sheishes, the son of Rav Yoshua, paskin like Rav Chista. The Hilchasa, and I will say the halacha is kavase Rav Chista. The halacha, in fact, is like Rav Chista. I'll just show you this. Interestingly enough, sorry. So the Shulchan Aruch paskins this way. So this is in Taf Ayin Hay. So the Shulchan Aruch paskins and says, I'll just read it to you. Uh, Shulchan Aruch writes as follows. If you do not have any vegetables for the first tibble, for the first dipping, which is karpas, rather elamar, all you have is your mar. Yavari chalab tibble rishon brepi adama v'alachilas marer. It's very interesting. So therefore, halacha l'maisa, shachonach passing is like Rav Chista. For some reason, you don't have another vegetable for a charoses. You'll make all of the brachos by karpas. You'll make again hadama, alach ilas mara by karpas. And then you'll eat mara again later on when it's time for mara, but without what? Without what? Abracha. Now, I will say what we're going to see is, so how do you distinguish between karpas and mara? How do you distinguish we're going to see in just a moment, here's the difference. In karpas, you're dipping in salt water, and in maror, you're dipping in charoses. That's, that is what's going to distinguish. In this case, we're using lettuce for both. That's what's going to distinguish ultimately, again, between karpas and mar. Good. So we'll say that. And then again, that, that's halach halamaisa. That's halach halamaisa. So the Gemara goes right there. Amar Rava. Uh, Amar Ravina. Sorry. Amar, uh, so Amar, Amar Ravina. Amrli Rav Meshar Shebrei Rav Nosson. Halachi Amar Hillel Mishmei Di Gemara. We'll say here we go. This is incredible. Lo Nichrich Inish Matz. I'm sorry. 
Did I skip? Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Rav Acha Breed Rava Mahad, thank you. Rav Acha Breed Rava Mahadra Ashayirakis, Lafukinafshi Miplugsa. Oh, so we'll see. So again, CC comes along with Acha Breed Rava and says, better to get a different vegetable for Karpas in order to sidestep this Machlokas. We'll say, very, very important. So, by the way, we begin to see this theme over and over in the last couple of Dapim, which is where we'll say, what? That sometimes, sometimes it's good to engage in conflict. And sometimes it is better to sidestep conflict, right? This goes back to our sorcery, Gimara, the Dircha Achrina, right? What's the halacha? If you see two women sitting on two opposite sides of the road, what, 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 what is that? Kishuf. And therefore the Gemara says, what should you do? Find a different road. Find a different, very important yisod in life. That sometimes, sometimes the best strategy is to avoid conflict. And the best strategy is to avoid challenge. So here, Rav says, you know what? Just get a different vegetable for Karpas. And we'll say, what is it? If you, to get a different vegetable for Karpas, what does that require? What does that require? It just requires thinking ahead. Like most times in life, the best way to avoid challenge is to be a proactive thinker. Sometimes we find ourselves in difficult situations in life and it's simply because we didn't think, we didn't plan ahead. Person has to be roa as hanolad in life. So you want to avoid machlokas? Don't wake up to the reality of what you're using at, for karpas at the seder itself. You want to avoid conflict in life. You want to avoid the Sahara in life. Think ahead and try to figure out what the proper path to take is. Incredible, you saw. Amravina, Amravi Rav Meshar Shabrei Rav Nasan Hachi Amar Hilal Meshvei Digimara Lo Nichroch Inish Matzu Mar Bahadi Adadi Venecho. A person, Hillel says, should not go ahead and literally wrap matzah and maror together and eat it all together. Why not? Mishum de Svirilon, because again, Hillel holds, matzah bismanazeh da'oraisa. Matzah, even without the carbon Pesach, is da'oraisa. Umaror dirabanon. Maror is only dirabanon. Because we'll remember again, matzah itself has its own separate independent mitzvah assay. Maror does not. The only time maror comes up is in conjunction with carbon Pesach. Therefore, I will say this is a very important point. Contemporarily, matzah is the araisa, maror is the rabbanon. Therefore, Hillel says you can't eat matzah and maror together. Why? Because asi maror the rabbanon umivatale la matzah the araisa. Because we'll say, interestingly enough, the taste of the maror the rabbanon could come and negate the taste of matzah de oraisa. Therefore, you can't eat matzah and maror together. And even according to the opinion who holds that generally mitzvos do not negate one another. That's true. One biblical mitzvah will not negate another biblical mitzvah. Or two rabbinic mitzvahs won't cancel each other out. In other when mitzvahs are on the same level, they're not mevatel one the other. We'll see the examples of this. Aval. But ever again, if you have a Doraisa and a Asi Ultimately, again, the Dirabanon could come and be Mavata the Doraisa. Now, what does that mean? Again, just on a very practical level, what the Gemara is saying over here is if you go out and you eat matzah together with Maror, Bipashtos, matzah's bland. Matzah's bland. So the dominant taste of that mixture is going to be what? Is going to be the maror. So effectively, the taste of the maror goes ahead and overtakes the taste of the matzah. Therefore, Hillel says it is better to go ahead and avoid this. Now, both say, of course, now the, we'll, we'll see, we'll see the irony in this sheet in just a moment. Man, the shamisle, mitzos in mavatlo zuazu. So, both say, by the way, in general, 
Who is the opinion who holds that missiles are not mevatel each other? Who says that? So I just want to point out over here. Um, okay, good, fine. So who is the opinion who says that mitzvahs are not mevatel one or the other? Hillel. It's actually Hillel. So what does Hillel say? Desanya, both say, very incredible Gemara. Desanya, Amru Alav Al Hillel. They said about Hillel. They both say, we're going to see. Well, good, let's see. Amru Alav Hillel. So much to say on these Gemaras. Amru Alav Hillel. Hillel used to wrap everything together. And eat. Remember again, this is Hilod Bismana Besamikdash. We take the carbon Pesach, the murder and the matzah, and would wrap everything together. Rabbi Salavechik in his, uh, you know, the Rav has a beautiful parish on the Haggadah called Siyach Hagrid. I mean, it's not his parish. It was put together, I mean, it's, it's his Torah, but it was put together after his death. So he points out, I've mentioned this many times over the years, that you see from here clearly that matzah Bisman Hamikdash was soft. They used soft matzahs. Because we'll say, think about this in just a moment. We're going to see what we're describing over here as the Hillel sandwich. See, even though today we just have a zecha to this sandwich, right? The first, the moment you take a bite out of the sandwich, you think to yourself, this is the most ridiculous culinary creation in the history of mankind, right? Who in their right mind would ever make a sandwich like this, right? It, it lasts for about, it lasts for about 1.3 seconds, right? So, but it makes a lot of sense if you understand that they were using soft matzahs. So what they would do is they would take the current Pesach, they would take lettuce and they would wrap it up in a matzah, otherwise known as a shawarma, right? A shawarma. They made a ishtano, right? Uh, they, they made a lava, right? A shawarma balava. That, that, that's, that's what they made. This which was even the lashon of korech. We translate korech as a sandwich. That's not what a kricha is. A kricha is really a wrap. A kricha is a wrap. So they would wrap everything together. So they said about Hillel, shayakarcham babasachos. Hillel would wrap everything together. The Pesach, the Matzah, the Mar, Ochlan, and he would eat them, Shnemar, Amatus, Umerorim, Yochlu. Both say Hillel had a literal interpretation of the Pesach, and Hillel understood that whereas you're going to see many of Hillel's peers disagreed with him, all of Hillel's peers disagreed with him about how to interpret the Pesach. At the end, Hillel understood Amatus, Umerorim, Yochlu was a command to eat everything together. To literally eat everything together, to eat the matzah and more wrap it all up together. But Hillel's friends disagreed with him. You might have thought that you should wrap everything together and eat it as Hillel ate it. Talmud Lomar, therefore the Pasik says, with matzah and maror, you shall eat it. You eat each one, even each one independently. So we'll say the Gemara is bothered by the wording over here. So the Gemara is maskiflor ravashi ihachi mayafilu. So we'll say the flow of the Gemara is very strange. Hillel espouses his shita that you have to eat matzah maror pesach together based on matzah al matzus yochlu all together. Then the Gemara says, by the way, Hillel's friends disagreed with him because the pasuk says al matzus yochlu. Yochel, you could even eat them independently. What do you mean you could even eat them? Hillel's friends are disagreeing. Hillel's friends are saying to him, you don't eat them together. You eat them separately. So what do you mean the lotion of Yochel? You could even eat them separately. This is what it means to say. You might have thought that the only way you're Yodse is if you eat everything together the way that Hillel ate it, i.e. the Pesach, the Matzah, and the Mara all wrapped together. Talmud Lomar, 
Therefore, again, the Pasuk says, Ultimately, each item by itself. The Pesach by itself, the Matzah by itself, and the Mar by itself. So, just to understand, the Machlog between Hillel and his peers comes down to the translation of one word. Which word? Al. Al. So Hillel understands Al Matzos Umram Yochlu means that everything is on the matzah. Everything is on the matzah. You put everything in the matzah, you wrap it all up together, that's how you eat it. Al, but in biblical Hebrew, Al doesn't only have to mean on. Al could also mean what? With. With. So with just means I'm eating everything together. Love dafka, everything wrapped up. I'm eating them together. I'm eating them all in the context of one sauda together. But love dafka that they're wrapped up. So we'll say, so what do we do? This is incredible. So we'll say, now, we don't know who the halacha, who does halacha follow? Like, like the Rabbanon, their interpretation of the Pasuk. Therefore, contemporarily, what do we do? They would go ahead and make, so we'll say, this is what we do today. We make the bracha of alachilas matzah, va'achil, va'achil. And we eat matzah by itself. We eat kizayis matzah. Va'hadu mevarich alachilas maror. Then we make the bracha of alachilas maror, and we eat maror by itself. Va'hadu achil matzah v'chasa v'hadi adadi b'lo bracha. So we'll say again, this is contemporarily what we do. So again, bismana mikdash, what do they do? What do they do? It depends who you held like. It depends who you held like, right? If you were Talmud of Hillel, you were eating your, your lafa, you were eating your shawarma. But if you were, if you were Talmud of and then ultimately, again, you were eating everything independently. Now, I want to be clear. It doesn't mean, according to the Rabbanan, that you can't make the lafa. But what it would mean is, first you would eat your matzah, then you would eat your marr, then you would eat your Pesach. After you eat the kizayis of each, you want to wrap them together and enjoy them together, that, that's your business. But at least the initial kizayisim would be separate, and then you could combine them. According to Hillel, the initial kizayisim were all eaten together. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, now that we did not decide the halacha, therefore, contemporarily, what do we do? Allah chilas matzah, eat a kizayis. Allah chilas maror, eat a kizayis. And then, zecher lemikdash kehillel, kach haye hillel ochel bizman shabes hamitash haye kayim, lekaye mashinemar, amatzos, Omerorim Yochluhu, and we eat the Korech sandwich, Zecha Lemikdash Kehillel. Incredible. Amr Belaz, Amr Boshia. Koshet Ibulu Bamashke Tzachatilazdam. So we'll say again, going back a little bit. Now we're back to Karpas. We're back to Karpas. So what happens? So again, Amr Belaz, Amr Yeshua says, anything that you dip in liquid requires the washing of hands. So we'll say again, just simple Tumantara. If you look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says over here, Koshet Ibulu Bamashkin, Kigon Yerek Bakusach. So if, for example, if you dip a vegetable in kusach, I'll say, can't go too long without them on kusach, right? Everybody's favorite Babylonian dish of curdled meat, curdled meat, curdled milk, right? Moldy bread mixed together. So remember, again, that was a dip. Interestingly enough, we saw before, people made kusach in different ways. Some people made cook, um, Sorry, some people made like a like a thicker kusach. Some people made a liquidy kusach. Okay, here obviously it's not a liquidy kusach. So a person goes in, for example, dips a vegetable into kusach obichomus or into vinegar. Rashbam says sarech netilas yadaim. Person has to wash their hands before partaking of that wet vegetable. Mishum mashke shayadaim shnios. So we'll say, again, very simply, remember, Chazal were gozer on hands, unwashed hands, that unwashed hands have the din of a sheni latuma. A sheni has the ability to convey that same level of tumah to liquids. 
which can then potentially convey tumma to the food. So therefore, again, the halacha is any time you're going to go ahead and touch a, a food item which has which has which is which is wet, which has come in contact with liquid, you have to first wash your hands. Of course. We're not makbid on this throughout the year. The one time of the year that we are makbid on it is when? Is when? Delel Haseder. Which is why we wash by Urchatz. This is why we wash before Karpas. I also just point out, interesting enough, different men hugging by washing by Urchatz. By some, some of the men that everybody washes before Urchatz. Others have the minog that only the Baal HaSeder washes before Orchatz. Again, we're going to see very simply because it's not really a halachic washing, but rather, once again, it's something done Kedeshish Latinokos. It's done in order to get the children to ask. We're not actually makbid on this halacha of Tumah. So again, just different minhagim, different minhagim. Some everyone, some just the Baal HaSeder, in any event. So the Gemara says, Kol Therefore, again, anytime you dip a vegetable in a liquid, you require it to the Therefore, our Papa says, you see from here, that's what? Hai chasa. This lettuce that we're talking about, Amit Beis, Sarich l'shake becharoses mishum kapa. You have to dip. Now, there's a lot of things going to be happening over here now. That, so comes along, Rav Papa, and he says, you see from here, that when it comes to murder, you have to fully immerse the murder in becharoses because of kapa. Now, we'll say, what, what does this mean? Take a look at the Rashbam. So the Rashbam says over here, Tzorach l'shakei becharoses shum kapa, Eres. Shechazeret yeshpo eres kederach habet salim. So we'll say, so again, some translate kappa as some type of poison. Right? Some type of poison. Others translate as some type of worm. There's something harmful that resided in, in Talmudic lettuce. The karpas has the ability to neutralize that poison. Well, so it tells you the power of karpas, by the way, right? It has the ability, especially, remember, they don't do it anymore. But do you remember again, the, um, tells used to send out the packaged karpas. Nothing like getting karpas in the mail. Mamish, that's a good day. I, said, they, I don't think they do it anymore. At least I, have, I haven't seen it in years. But it always struck me that the durability of karpas, what other ready-made food item can you go ahead and pack up and send in the mail from Cleveland? Right? Pretty, uh, pretty impressive. So anyway, so the Gevara says the karpas, if you dip the murder, if you dip the lettuce into karpas, it neutralizes, it neutralizes that poison. Now, both say, now why, why is this coming up over here? So if you look, look finish the Rashbam, the Rashbam says, So we'll say, this is, so this is very interesting. So Rapapa is just saying, now we're kind of mixing and matching here a little bit because remember what we just say, that if you're going to use murder, let's say you're using lettuce for karpas, so remember again, we pass like Rav Chista, and therefore Allah I'm going to make the bracha of Hadama and Alachilas Maror by the initial eating. We assume beforehand that, the, at least according to the Shulchan Aruch, that the distinction then between Karpas and Maror is going to be what? Karpas is going to be dipped in salt water. Maror is going to be dipped in charoses. There's only one problem with that. If you hold that the reason we dip lettuce into charoses is to neutralize the poison, which is there inside of the lettuce, then of course you have to dip it in the charoses in the beginning. So that's kind of where Rapapa is coming from. Rapapa is assuming if you're using lettuce for karpas, you're going to be dipping that lettuce in charoses by karpas as well. In which case, there's really no distinction between karpas and maror. 
they're just happening at different parts of the Seder. And even they're both say, but again, for our purposes now, because you're dipping the lettuce into the charoses, fully dipping the lettuce into the charoses, therefore again, the lettuce is being dipped into a liquid. Their charoses was liquidy, it's being dipped into a liquid, and therefore it requires washing before you go ahead and partake of it. By the way, the Rashbam goes on to also quote the other opinion that kafa is not a poison, but rather, again, it's a type of tolas, a type of worm. But again, I pointed out to you. Back to the Gemara. Second line, kuf tes vav amud beis. Because if you think, lo tzarech l'shakuye, that you don't have to immerse the lettuce into the, into the charoses, nitiyaz daimamali, then why would you require any type of nitila before partaking of the lettuce? Ha lo naga. After all, again, it didn't come in contact with liquid. So Rav Papa is just pointing out over here. So we'll say kind of like a number of worlds colliding over here. Assuming that you're, he's just using lettuce as the example for karpas, and assuming that if you're using lettuce, then Allah lamais, you have to fully immerse it inside of the haroses. Then now you have lettuce, a vegetable, which has come in contact with a liquid, and therefore Allah lamais, said, that's why urchats, I have to wash before I partake of the lettuce. Maybe not. Maybe you don't have to immerse lettuce inside of karpas. The kapal meirecha mayis. This is great. Maybe the kapal is neutralized simply from the aroma of the karpas. Uh, of the chazars, I'm sorry. <laughs> of the haroses, right? Maybe the scent of the haroses is so, is so strong that it has the ability to neutralize whatever this poisonous component inside of the lettuce is without the lettuce being immersed inside the charosis itself. I, elalamoli natila sedai. Well, if that's the case, if that's the case, then why do I have to wash before partaking of it? The, the Gemara says, Dilma mishakule. Out of a concern that although I was interesting, according to this approach in the Gemara, the way that charosis works is not through immersion. All I need is to kind of take the lettuce and kind of hover it over the charoses so that the lettuce takes in the aroma, the scent of the charoses that neutralizes the kappa, this, whatever this poisonous element is, and that's enough. Right, so if that's the case, then why do I have to wash before partaking of the lettuce? Again, Rabbi say, don't get confused over here. The reason we're talking about washing before lettuce, what goes in charoses is remember, I'm using lettuce for karpas. So we're asking over here, so why am I washing? Why is there urchats? Again, if you tell me that I'm immersing the lettuce in the charoses, I understand why I'm washing. Why am I washing? Why am I washing? Because I have a vegetable that's come in contact with the liquid. But if you tell me that the way the charoses works is that it just, it's the scent that neutralizes the poison inside of the mortar. And therefore, all I have to do is kind of hover the lettuce over it. Then why am I washing? Because there's a concern that you may come to dip it. You may come to dip the more into the charosis. Therefore, we wash just to be on the safe side. I've Amra Papa, Lo Nishi in Ishmara Becharoses, Dilma Agav Chalye de Tavlin, Mevatele le Marore, Obaina Tam Marveleka. I will say, when Papa comes along and says, By the way, Halochalam, I will say, this is very important. When we go ahead and we put the marr inside of the charoses, one should not go ahead and leave the marr inside of the charoses lest one go ahead and be mevatal the taste of mar. So we'll say, so remember again, let's take a step back from this conversation just a little bit. 
Remember again, we wash, we're going to see in just a moment, but we wash over the course of Orchatz in order Once again, this becomes another practice we do, not because we're Makbed on Tumantara, because we never wash during the year for a vegetable that comes in contact with liquid, but rather again, we wash in order to do strange things to, to engender questions from the children. That's, that's why we wash. This point about the Mar Charosibosa is very important. Because some so remember again, our Minagis, we take the Mar, we dip it in the Charosis. Why do we dip Mar in Charosis? Well, originally it comes from here because the Chasa, they used the lettuce they had it, some type of poison. Obviously, it's not an esoteric thing. This was a real Metzias. And the Charosis somehow neutralizes it. So we maintain this practice today. But this is very important because you're both saying, you do not, we do not pile Charosis on top of the motor. Murder is not eaten with charoses on top of it. That negates the mitzvah of murder. The only time, and even when we make the korech sandwich of Hillel, you don't put, you don't put a layer of charoses on that. That's not how it works. All the, or all the sandwiches is matzah and murder that's dipped in charoses. It's a dip. It's a dip. When you eat murder, when you eat murder, all it is is a dip. If a person ends up putting charoses on top of the murder, it's actually possible that they have not fulfilled the mitzvah of murder. Because again, we all know that the taste of charoses will certainly overpower the taste of murder. The whole you sort of murder, as we're going to see, is you have to have a taste of murder. Matzalav dafke, you have to have a taste of, as we'll see. But murder must have a taste. So a person piles charoses. On top of the mar, it's quite possible that they have not fulfilled the mitzvah of mar. Good, so the mar goes weiter. Adabir of Chista Ravna Ukva Vidarash. So also Rav Chista appointed Ravna Ukva to Darshan and he said as follows. Even if a person washed his hands by the first dipping, he should wash his hands again by the second dipping. So I'll say, so Bepashtos, the first dipping is, first dipping is Karpas, second dipping is Marur. Zmar, see, even if a person washed for the first tibol, he should wash again by the second tibol, by the second dipping as well. Amru Rabbana Kamei Dera Papa. So the, so the, the Rabbana said so from, from the Rabbana. How about Alma Itmar? This statement was made in general. In other words, this statement was not, was not Seder night specific, but this is a general statement that if over the course of the meal, you end up dipping vegetables twice, you should wash before each dipping. If you look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says, Haba alma itmar, bisharti bulin shibishari mos hashana. Well, said, this is not a Seder specific discussion. If in general, over the course of the meal, you end up dipping vegetables twice, salah chalamaisi, you should wash before each act of dipping. Let's finish Rashbam. Haba alma itmar, bisharti bulin shibishari mos hashana, she'inon keva, ukishinotel yodav larishon, so if you're having a meal, you don't necessarily know what you're going to eat over the course of the meal. So you dipped, before you dip the first time you wash, and if then you decide to dip a second time, you should wash again. Because if you think that this is talking about the Seder, why do you need to wash twice? If there's one good thing about the Seder, it is... There's no surprises. We know exactly. It's like, it's not like, wow, I never knew that there's Urchatz before, right? Again, it's the same thing. It's the same thing for over 2,000 years, right? It's the same exact Seder. So, we'll say, so again, by the Seder night, when I wash before Karpas, that should take care of any subsequent 
vegetables that come in contact with liquids. In other words, I will say, the only reason why you would have to wash more than once over the course of the meal is if you were not expecting or did not have in mind to dip a second time. Then there's a concern, maybe I've had a lapse of awareness, I wasn't careful with my hands, so on and so forth. But over the course of the Seder, I know there's going to be two acts of dipping. Right? I know that there's karpas, I know that there's murder. So when I wash the first time by urchats, I know that there's going to be a second dipping. If that's the case, why would there be a need for to wash again before murder? To which the Papa Not necessarily, just the opposite. itmar. This statement was actually said by was actually said by Pesach night. Why not? So how, what does that mean? The Gemara says. What does that mean, the Gemara says? The Gemara Because if you think he's talking about during your general meal during the year, why would you need to be dipping twice at all? And as I was saying, a regular meal, again, why would you think that there's any obligation of dipping in general? But rather, again, you have to say that this is a din brought down by the Seder because the Seder Dafka has two obligations of dipping, right? One by Karpas, right, where I take the vegetable salt water, and the second, Mar into Haroses. I, if that's the case, Natilas Yadayim Tre Zimni Lamali. So I'll say, but then why do I need to wash twice? In other words, if I washed before a Karpas, why doesn't that washing take care of the dipping of Mar as well? To which the Gemara says, Amri Kevan de Bari Lememra Garta, Vehalila, Dilma Asuchi Aschi Ledaite Vinaga. Because what's is a very good reason. Because even during the Seder, even though I know that I'm going to be dipping a second time, there is an element of Hasechadas. What's the element of Hasechadas? Halel and Hagada, or Hagada and Halel. And as we will say, it's a long night. It's a long night. Hasechadas doesn't necessarily have to be a lapse of awareness that I'm doing something else. But it just means that there's a protracted amount of time between one dipping and the other dipping. So because of that, the Gemara posits that you should have to go ahead and wash twice for each of the dippings. So I will say, interestingly enough, the Shulchan Aruch over here, this is again in Simen Tov, Ayin Hey, this time Sif Aleph. Shulchan Aruch writes as follows, this is very, 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 very quickly. Shulchan Aruch says as follows. He says, um, ah, you know what, we don't, he, um, so much to do. Okay. Um, all right, we're not going to answer this. Bottom line is, we don't wash again. We, we know this again. We wash before, we wash before, um, we wash before, um, Karpas, thank you. And we don't do a second washing, ultimately, again, before Mara. We'll say, and that's because of the basic idea. Remember again, first of all, first of all, we're not generally makbid on the tumma of vegetables when they come into contact with liquid. That's aleph. So bays, remember again, the only reason we do the natila by karpas is as we'll see, to get the children to ask. And gimel, remember again, when are you eating? When are you eating mar after what? After matzah. So remember again, you've already washed. You've already washed. And in that case, again, you've done a real halachically bona fide natilas yadayim. Good. But so now let's spend a moment in the next sugya. Incredible sugya. Says the Gemara. Bal Amarava, Rava says as follows, Bala Matza Yatza. If you swallow matzah, now this is about swallowing matzah without chewing. You just swallow matzah, you're yotze, you have fulfilled the mitzvah. Bala Marlo Yatza, if you swallow murder, you're not yotze. Now look at the Rashbam for just a moment. Bala Matza Valo Lasa. If you swallow matzah, you didn't chew it, you're yotze. Why? Sharekim, Erevtoch, Lumatzos, Sharekhili, Omilachatila, Tam Matzabina. So we'll say, the Rashbam says as follows, although ideally we require Tam Matzah, we want the taste of matzah. The mitzvah is to eat it. So as long as you have done something 
which is a halachically bona fide act of eating, you fulfill your mitzvah. So swallowing something without chewing it is a halachically bona fide act of eating. Therefore, halacha lamaisa, one is yotzi the mitzvah of matzah, even without chewing it. Masha'inkein maror, if you swallow maror whole without chewing it, you're not yotzi. Look at the first white line of the Rashbam. Bala maror lo yatza, deba inan tam maror veleka. Because when it comes to maror, maror requires taste. Maror requires taste. You have to have the taste of maror. And again, obviously, if you swallow it whole without chewing it, you don't have the taste. The mishum hachi kapit rachmana, lemarer es piv shal ochel, zecher levayimaruru es chayehem. So we'll say, so th- th- this is incredible. He says, Rashbam says, when it comes to maror, maror is not simply a din in achila, but maror is a din in remembering the bitterness of the servitude. The only way to do that is to taste the bitterness. So we'll say, a fundamental distinction between matzah and maror. By matzah, the din is achila. So as long as I've done an act of achila, then Allah say, swallowing something whole without chewing it is an act of achilah, therefore I'm yotzei. But by murder, the din is in the taste. The din is in the taste. Remember again, murder is to remember the bitterness of the servitude. So if I swallow it whole without chewing it, no bitterness, I'm not yotzei. Bala matzah and mar. What happens if a person swallows matzah and mar together? So again, yede matzah yotzei, yede mar lo yotzah. Your yotzei matzah, not yotzei mar. Karachan besiv. Now this is an interesting case. What happens if you wrapped matzamar siv? Siv is like the is like a like a leaf, like little the bast of a palm tree. So in this case, what you've done is you've taken matzamar, you've wrapped it together in something smooth so you could swallow it whole. So the Gemara says, in that case, afyede nami lo yatsa. You haven't fulfilled anything. Now the reason you haven't fulfilled anything in that case is because there the matzah is surrounded by something which is not considered to be an edible object. Therefore, again, you even haven't even satisfied the basic criteria. Ultimately, again, of achila, and therefore you're not yotze. Good. Amrav seeing by Ashi, matzah l'fnekal echad ve'echad, marav l'fnekal echad ve'echad, v'charoses l'fnekal echad ve'echad. So we'll say this is very interesting. So seeing by Ashi says as follows: Everyone essentially should have a seder plate in front of them. Now, both remember again. The setup in the times of the Gemara was that people reclined. That's why we do it at the Lenal Seder as well. People reclined, and people also had their own private tables. And I was saying, we're going to stop over. We'll pick up a Mirat Hashem with this. We'll see you in Ba'ashi, Mirat Hashem tomorrow. Shkoyach.